Jamie Dupree with the latest breaking news from our nation's capital. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C., and he's all ours, the one and only Jamie Dupree. Happy Thanksgiving week, sir. Uh, Same to you, yes. We have a lot to be thankful for, and one of them is having Jamie on the ground every day, reading every page of every bill that we don't want to read. And uh, this weekend, I ran into a senior intelligence official as well and took my opportunity to ask about the current situation with the Islamic State and more. And it was really driven home even more, Sean, in my conversation that what the U.S. is worried about the most is not necessarily Islamic State operatives getting into the U.S., but people who are already here in the U.S. being, quote-unquote, inspired by the Islamic State, especially through the use of social media and more, to find people who are disaffected individuals here in the U.S. and to them urge them on into doing attacks here in the United States. Mm-hmm. So that uh, not only did the FBI director uh, uh, address that last week when he spoke to reporters at the Justice Department, but that was the feeling I got from this official as well, that that's the, the, the biggest thing that they're trying to watch, and in, in many ways, the most difficult thing to uh, to get out of it is to try to figure out who the Islamic State is focusing on here in the U.S. There are two polls now that have come out that show how out of touch the president is on this. Uh, you've got the Rasmussen poll. Sixty percent of likely U.S. voters believe the United States is at war with radical terrorism. And 50 uh, percent of Democrats in the Fox poll oppose Obama's Syrian refugee program. Uh, you have a leading Senate Democrat blaming white males for terrorist attacks in America. You can't make this up. That's Sherrod Brown. Generally, white males are to blame for terrorist attacks committed in the U.S. since 9-11. Obama is now getting criticized for trashing America from foreign soil in the speeches that he made last week, uh, a point we made that others haven't you know, picked up on. So it seems that the president, his policies, the Democrats, their policies are not winning over the American people as it relates to the Islamic State. Yeah, let's look at the Syrian refugees. The Syrian refugee bill, remember, that was uh, voted through the House last week with a veto-proof majority. uh, That The lawmakers are not at work this week here in D.C., so there's nothing happening on it in the Senate. Before senators left, Senator McConnell began the parliamentary process to bring that bill up. There's no schedule for it as yet, but if they wanted to, they could likely move to it next week, so the week after Thanksgiving, and possibly force a test vote on that in the Senate. Again, Senator Reid, the Democratic leader, has publicly stated, as have others, that they think they could hold together enough Democrats to block that bill. But, you know, it's always like we say, you play the games for a reason. So we'll see if uh, that's in, uh, that's really going to be the scoreboard if they bring it up after the break. Now, on the, the the broader issue of what to do about the Islamic State, there certainly have been no shortage of, of comments that have been critical of the administration by Democrats in Congress mm-hmm. who would like to see a, a more robust military effort. At today's White House briefing, the president arrived back very early this morning from his trip to Asia, and uh, spokesman Josh Ernest was asked by reporters, okay, uh, don't you, you know, the basic thing was, don't you need to do more? It was sort of very similar to the questions that were asked last week of the president when he was on the road, and Ernest basically said, look, there is a comprehensive, I'm quoting here, there, there is a comprehensive strategy that is being implemented, and as reporters kept pressing him, he said, well, we're, we're of course looking for other countries to contribute more resources, but when he was, they pinned him down finally and said, well, what about more in the way of U.S. resources? It did not seem like that was an option. So as of now, on the eve of the president meeting tomorrow with the French leader here in D.C., it doesn't seem like the president's going to announce any broad new 
uh, sort of a no, the military president doubled move. down on his position that we should be taking in the Syrian refugees, and he's lecturing everybody about being afraid, and even journalists have been attacked. The DNC came out with a new ad that accuses Republicans of equating Islam, all Muslims, with terrorists. Now, the problem is they use statements from various Republican candidates that make up the ad, and when they quote Marco Rubio, they quote him saying, we are at war with radical Islam. Jeb Bush, radical Islamic terrorism. Donald Trump, we do have a problem with radical Muslims. Ben I think Car a lot of Republicans would probably endorse those lines. Well, exactly. I mean, I think it, it, it goes totally against the narrative. Ben Carson, same thing. Ted Cruz, same thing. And the well, we did see one ad last week that uh, Senator David Vitter tried to use in the last days of his race for governor in Louisiana that tied the Democrat who actually won that governor's race to the Obama administration and to the president on the Syrian refugee issue. Now, maybe that race was just too far gone, but it didn't seem to make any difference, and it didn't seem to create any problems for the Democrat John Bell Edwards at the end. I'm not saying that that means the issue doesn't have any potency, but I do raise that as a point that Vitter did bring it up late in the campaign and tried to use it against the Democrats. Well, two issues came more. up in that campaign. I don't. I do not believe it's indicative of where the country has moved. As a matter of fact, most elections have shown the opposite. And I think this particular election was influenced by a flawed candidate who was who was hammered on personal issues and the decline in the oil industry, which we know the price of a barrel of oil has gone down significantly, and that has hurt the economy there. Well, it's a reminder that Republicans can't just sort of run anybody. They've got to have strong candidates. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, or else you can lose. I mean, the, the, I, I think we would have made a lot of money if we'd been able to go to Vegas and say that Vitter was going to lose and lose handily, you know, if we uh, made that bet at the beginning of the year, because I think a lot of people had figured well, we've he was seen going this to win coming no matter down. what. No, we thought he's been down double digits now. I mean, the one exception was the, the Matt Bavin race in Kentucky. But short of that, I mean, polls have been fairly accurate. Um, all right. Meaning recent polls when it's that dramatic i should say because polls are usually way yeah, off they weren't they yeah they were certainly yeah. off in kentucky, kentucky that's true the, the worst part is is that the polls are off right now they are yeah. we just don't know which way that's the whole problem we won't know until after the no, 2016 john election is trying to make, over john Kasich's trying to make the case that the trump polls aren't accurate one of the one um, poll that did come out is 13 percent of syrian refugees have at least a somewhat positive view of isis this is a poll that was done for the Center for Research and Policy Studies. Um, that number is scary because that is somewhat indicative of a narrative I was bringing up last week when we heard, you know, the call for a moment of silence in Istanbul when Turkey was playing Greece and soccer and the crowd started booing and screaming and chanting Allahu Akbar. Well, I, look, I, I mean, if we are, I, I mean, you would you would make the statement that we are at war with radical Islam, right? Yes, of course. I mean, you would agree with that, of course. hundred percent. So if, if that's the case, then I'd have to say that probably around the world there are others who would do the flip side of it, which they would say we're at war with America or, you know, the West. And so, I, I mean, I would just anticipate that at times there would be shows of public support like that, wouldn't you? I mean, if it's a war in a situation like that, it may it may shock us as to where it occurs, but I don't think it should shock well, us. Well, I think the broader narrative is we always keep hearing that those that are radicalized are but a, a tiny 1% of the population. I don't believe that number is accurate. I think that, that it is far more pervasive than people want to acknowledge, as evidenced by, uh, you call for a moment of silence, it's at a soccer game, and it's like the entire stadium is booing and chanting Allahu Akbar.
that to me is an indicator that that perhaps sympathies for at least not necessarily full support for uh, are greater than we want to acknowledge in the West. Look, the 9-11 Commission report, Jamie, I, I quote this often, said they radical Islamists uh, were at war with us. We were not at war with them. And I'm and arguing may still be the case almost. Well, I think it is. I mean, for I, a lot I of I think for a lot of people, they don't see it that way. In interviewing members of Congress around here, I think what struck me in listening to people last week is is that, yes, while most Democrats are sticking by the president right now, I do sense unease among Democrats. Uh, about the issue of how forceful, you know, forceful the U.S. response should be. I think they're they're clear. Well, clearly, Republicans don't think the U.S. military has been doing enough uh, in this fight against the Islamic State. But for now, I don't see the president moving. I mean, he made it very clear during President his trip doubled last down. Week. And, yep. and and he's got this meeting that uh, is tomorrow with the White House, with the French leader, and it does not seem like there's going to be anything more than an offer of sort of support with maybe airlift and aerial refueling and more like that. But in terms of a dramatic surge in the U.S. military uh, role in this, it does not seem to be there. And realistically, as we've discussed, Sean, this whole aftermath of the Paris attacks has shown just how wide the gulf is, I think, between the two parties when it comes to what they want to do in this uh, in, in but, this situation. But I think obviously. the polls are now, two of them at least, come out since Paris are showing, actually three, uh, show overwhelming opposition to the president wanting to take in these refugees. Obama now has, there was a poll out also this week in a Washington Post-ABC News poll uh, that he has his worst rating on the handling of terrorism in his career in light of this and i just think it's going to backfire i think the democrats putting out that ad and quoting all the republican candidates saying radical islamic terrorism is not going to hurt their cause well obviously I mean, it's not going to help uh, their cause obviously the the whole aftermath of paris has has changed the discussion point uh in, in, in the presidential race i mean i don't think two weeks ago we would have expected that marco rubio would have put out his first national tv ad this week and solely focused on terrorism uh, because I, I think it might have, it's obviously a part of his stump speech and a part of the message he wants to get out. But I don't think anybody thought it would be the only subject. But that's what it is for Rubio. And I think for a lot of Republicans, again, they feel like this is a, a winning kind of argument to accuse this administration of being weak on foreign policy and to argue that more dramatic action by the U.S. is needed. Juanita Broderick is back in the news. She was on the top cover of Drudge uh, early this morning. And Hillary had tweeted out every survivor of sexual assault deserves to be heard believed and supported and uh, Juanita I've interviewed her and she has not given many interviews I think this was maybe the third interview that she gave and uh, Juanita Broderick t tells a harrowing story about how Bill Clinton raped her and uh, assaulted her Kathleen Willio I've interviewed you know he groped and grabbed and fondled her and Paula, Paula Jones dropping his pants and saying kiss it I mean there's a pattern here and one has to ask Hillary the question if they deserve to be believed do you believe these women who have made accusations against your husband do you well, see that ever coming up uh, well I would assume somebody's gonna bring it up at some point in time I think what's really interesting is the last couple weeks just how uh, much the Democratic race has shifted though I mean think Think about it, Sean. Before that first debate out in Las Vegas in mid uh, in mid October, uh, this was a real race, and now the the latest uh, five, six, seven, eight polls in a row show Hillary Clinton really taking command of this race. And I just sense that there's less of a there's less of that feel the burn out there. There's less of momentum 
for Bernie Sanders at this point in time is Hillary Clinton. I'm not saying it's over, but it's certainly changed in the last six weeks or so. Donald Trump is way up now in Iowa. It seems that the comments that have gotten so much play about Dr. Benjamin Carson and the comments from his campaign team that he's not up to speed on foreign policy uh, are now beginning to backfire. Trump is in first place, and uh, Ted Cruz has jumped to second place, 30 to 21 percent. Carson now dropped to third. You know, again, trends, we look at this, and, 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 and Carson has definitely slipped back in some polls. And we talked about last week that there seemed to have been some ups and downs and some mixed messages coming out of the Carson camp, uh, certainly on the issue of foreign policy that, let's face it, is not Ben Carson's strength. Uh, and and uh, obviously, I, I think that's been shown. But to me, more interesting is the bubbling up continues for both Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio. And, you know, you look at the polls at this point in time, before Iowa in 2008, before Iowa in 2012, usually the person in first is is not there in first at the end. I'm not saying Trump's going to drop, but I just think a lot of people here in D.C. and on the ground in Iowa think that Rubio and Cruz are on the move, slowly but surely, and that they may may be the biggest threat to Donald Trump in Iowa. What's amazing is the bottom of the list. Pataki, 0% in Iowa. Graham. 0%, 0%, Gilmore 0%, uh, Huckabee 1%, Kasich 1%, Santorum 2%, uh, Rand Paul 2%, Chris Christie 2%, Fiorina 4%, and Bush 5%, and then the rest goes to Trump, Cruz, Carson, and Rubio. Yeah, and those four really seem to be moving uh, away. I mean, Jeb Bush, his numbers have not turned around in the last week or so. Uh, which makes, I think, the mid-December debate even more important. Now, Trump, you know, I know a lot of people keep saying, well, Trump keeps saying these outrageous things, you know, and, and it's going to kill yeah, he him he said he'd bring back waterboarding. Jeez, I think you know, most I, Americans actually support that. I, I don't, uh, again, I don't think that's, uh, Trump is a different kind of animal there, and I, I still think what's interesting about watching him is, in a sense, when a reporter says, well, Mr. Trump, you know, you've you've said this about 9-11. The, the, the evidence really doesn't show it. And his answer simply is, I'm right, you're wrong. Next question. And moves on from there. And I, I think it's actually a fascinating view into whether or not that kind of, I think it will work, actually, in the end. Now, I don't know what you think about is uh, the, the 9-11 stuff that he keeps bringing up about the, uh, the Muslims supposedly celebrating over in Jersey City and nobody being able to find evidence of that. But I don't see it hurting him, not at least right now. All right, Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington, sir. Thank you. We always appreciate it. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. 